everybody, and welcome to episode four of She is Courageous. My name is Natalie, and I'm your host, and we're taking a walk down my uh, journey with dissociative identity disorder. This is actually episode two, um, or part two, excuse me, of the uh, what how I started talking about my journey here, um, and I meant to actually have this recorded and published within a week of the first one, but honestly, guys, I'm just going to be transparent with you. I think talking about this plus writing my book has uh, stirred some stuff up on the inside, so I had to take some time, um, get myself back in order. I'm working with a counselor, and uh, I can only go up from here. So I wanted to come back and finish this journey with you. Um, Primarily so I could try to inspire somebody else to know that they're not alone in dealing with this. And then also just to kind of get it out there and take the power back for myself. So in the first part of this uh, journey here with dissociative identity disorder, um, I described kind of how I, I, the abuse that uh, caused me to have dissociative identity disorder and um, kind of gave you a little background on how many alters I had and, um, who, you know, what, who they considered themselves to be and their jobs and all that. So this, this uh, part, I want to talk about um, how my counselor and I actually worked together and also my alters on the inside worked together to end up me helping myself become whole again. So, to start off, uh, uh, to remind you, the rule of dissociative identity disorder is nobody is allowed to uh, interact with one another. Nobody is allowed to uh, show the other um, what they're holding, what their job is. Nobody's allowed to do any of that. Um, and that's what keeps the system functioning as a separate system. That's the rule. That's how it survives. So, of course, the really the only way to combat that is to do the exact opposite. Try to get all the alters to kind of um, interact with each other, uh, learn about each other, and know about each other. So, I had to start uh, with introducing each alter to each other and get them working together. Um, essentially, every person does that. this. Um, it's called talking to yourself. Uh, essentially, how every person talks to themselves. I interacted with my alters in much the same way. Um, I got the stronger ones who are Lisbeth and Gwen, more involved with everyday life and decisions, kind of kept them in the front, closest to me, where I could feel them, interact with, with them, um, while periodically checking on the others. Coraline, who is um, the next strongest, and then the little girl, who held all the traumatic memories, and I had to actually communicate with her through another altar because of her impact on me. And then eventually the last altar, which we found out to be the shadow. Once we created a good working environment and began to trust each other, we started unpacking the traumatic memories, starting with Coraline. She basically held all the depression and the sadness of all the hard times. I remember... Um, Lisbeth and Gwen describing her as staying in the back of the system, way far away from everybody, and always just kind of laying there crying. Um, which, come to find out, she had good reason. She only held all the sadness. Uh, somewhere down the line, I learned that sadness was weakness, that crying was weakness, and I did not like it, so I 
created an altar somehow and gave that job to her because I did I was not gonna cry that's I'm not I'm not gonna cry I do remember now making that decision when I was a kid that I was not gonna cry anymore nothing no, nobody was gonna make me cry ever so um, hence Coraline was created Hence, her job is to hold all the depression and sadness from the traumatic experiences and then everything um, that could ever cause a person to cry or be sad in their life all went to her because I didn't want to face it or I wasn't going to face it. So basically, I had to learn that it's okay to cry. I had to take what she held, the feelings, the emotions, and some of the memories back from her and assimilate it into myself again and learn that it's okay to cry. And then once we got through that, we moved on to the little girl's memories. Of course, the whole time I'm working with Gwen, I'm working with Elizabeth, um, our bond is getting stronger. We're getting closer to each other. We're feeling each other a little better almost every day. Coraline ends up joining the system because now she's lighter in a sense because I've taken all the heavy baggage off of her and assimilated it into myself. Basically took the power from it um, and realized that sadness is a human emotion and it's okay to have because that's God designed us that way. God and Jesus, or they're both the same person, but Jesus wept. So it's okay for us to cry. So, since we were so strong, um, and my counselor was confident that, you know, uh, I could basically survive it without the system falling right back into what it was, we moved on to the little girl's memories, uh, slowly unpacking each of the traumas, um, the memories of the traumas, basically the rapes and the molestations and the abuse that I faced when I was a kid that she held, and the fear that uh, came from that. I had to unpack it, explore it and reclaim it back into myself. Um, and that was tough, and it took a long time because there were times that I had to, I could only take so much. Um, and as I was reclaiming the tough stuff, I was starting to remember good things that were connected to it as well. Because, you know, when you, when you, when you, when your brain cuts off a memory, it can't just to pick and choose to just take the bad stuff. It's either the whole memory or you keep the whole memory. So I lost good things along with the bad things. So as I was starting to reclaim that, I was remembering the good things that were connected to it, like fun times at the rodeos because that's primarily where most of the abuse happened. Um, how much I loved riding horses. Love, present tense. Um, people that I met and were my friends that I completely forgot about because they were a part of those memories. Either the abuse happened um, right before or after meeting them, or um, <clears throat> I felt that they should have known something was going on and they didn't help me. So they got cut off along with the bad stuff. Each step of me reclaiming the memories brought my altars and I closer together, eventually to where we all assimilated with each other and I became whole again. Um, as I referenced in my first uh, episode or first part of this podcast is uh, my, I was a, I would, all of my altars were me, were parts of my identity. So essentially I was just repairing, my brain was repairing 
the tears, the shatters, the breaks in my one identity, which caused it to seem like I had multiples to come back together and make my one. Because we are, we as humans are not a single faceted being. We don't just have just one part of ourselves. We have, we experience happiness and sadness. We have good days and bad days. We have, um, Days where we're just on point and happy and funny and, and, and everybody loves to be around us. And then we have days where we're just, we're sad and we're not on point and nobody wants to be around us. We, we are not just one plain being. We are multidimensional on the inside. So the only difference between me and a person who does not have dissociative identity disorder is mine was actually separate. Somehow or another, my brain grew walls. Um, in a in a psychological sense, between the parts of my identity. So when I say I became whole, it's I basically broke those walls down. I am now able to access each different part of my multifaceted personality um, on my own. Of course, it's going to be different than somebody who doesn't have a DID, but I can now, and that's what I, and that's what m my counselor and I consider as becoming whole. I do still, in mentioning that, I do still have to be careful. My brain still processes things differently, but I am whole and I feel things I never allowed myself to feel before. Um, like whole happiness, not just parts of it. Um, whole sadness, I actually allow myself to feel it. Anger in a healthy fashion, not just a violent fashion. Um, or holding it in to where it's actually volatile to myself. Um, <clears throat> and I'm learning to lean into each of these emotions because it is who I am. I am a human being and human beings are emotional. <laughs> I'm learning that I am actually a sensitive person and I've cried more in these past few years than I ever have in my entire life, which is great. That means there's progress happening there. Also learning that I'm extremely blunt and not as PC as I used to be and have to be more mindful of my words towards others. Um, before... Because I was, you know, designed to be a people pleaser, which I still battle with. Um, it would take a lot for me to tell somebody how I truly feel if, like, if they hurt my feelings or something. Now it just falls out of my mouth. <laughs> and, <clears throat> excuse me. And even though that can be fun in some cases, um, it's not right. That's not what I was called to do as, as a Christian. So I have to, I'm learning to balance that out, to... to to um, still have grace towards others, but also not be a doormat anymore because I'm also not called to be that. On the flip side, um, well, like I said, uh, even though I'm learning to have more grace, I am now a lot more confident in defending myself. Just as I want to be... Um, whole, I also want to be balanced and mentally and emotionally and physically healthy uh, so I can be the best mother I can for Paxton, uh, you know, and the best wife I can for Kyle. Uh, I want to teach Paxton proper ways of coping with things because life is tough. He's going to have to learn how to cope with it, and I want him to learn how to cope with it better than I did. Um, I also want to be healthy and balanced to where I can be present for him and not allow these things to happen. Um, obviously, I'm not God, and I'm not going to be able to protect him for ev from everything, 
But I do feel that as long as I'm healthy and balanced, not so focused on my inward problems, I'll be able to, to help keep him from ever having this happen to him. Ever. God is ultimately in control, obviously. He's, he's been there for me through everything. Uh, but and, and he will continue to be that. And, and he will also watch over my son. But he's also given me the responsibility to help him in bringing Paxton up in the best version that, that we can. And the only way I can do that is if I'm mentally sound, if I'm emotionally sound, if I'm physically healthy, um, and spiritually, above all else, spiritually healthy and connected to Christ. Uh, so that's actually my daily, daily goal, is is to continue to work on my healing, to continue to um, be the best Christian I can be, even though I'll never be perfect, to point Paxton to the cross. And you. I, my ultimate goal for this is, and even even exploring these dark things that have happened in my life, is to encourage somebody who might be going through or has gone through some, something similar that you can be okay. That you can have ment mental illness and still have an abundant life, a good life. That you can still um, be used by God, even if you are a little broken. So I would truly hope you, you received that with my exploration in this. Um, I would like to ask that if you haven't done so already, follow my Facebook page at She Is Courageous and, and, and message me and let me know. Talk to me. Let me, let me know what you felt about this. Um, did it uh, inspire you? Are you going through something similar? Are you, do you not believe me that um, you can experience good li a good life like I am now? with everything that you've gone through, talk to me about it. I'd love to connect with you. I would also greatly appreciate it if you followed um, my podcast, subscribed and followed um, to my blog at sheiscourageous.wordpress.com and, and just showed your support and just following and, and being involved in my journey here. This is all for you, honestly. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for going through this journey with me. And remember that you are worth your very best.